0: We enjoy your interviews and you have had some awesome guests and Brian Carpenter. Um.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see where we can get into today. welcome to this week's episode of the run the riot podcast and we've got a treat for you this week you know my wife jen has been after me uh wanting to interview me for the podcast uh and so that's what we did this week um we just sat up in the evening um had our our snack and talked about racing and running and i think she did a good job so uh check it out let me know what you think and uh yeah here we go all right well the kids are tucked in bed jennifer and i are sitting up having our snack before we go to bed and uh jennifer as you heard from the intro is going to play the host so i'll turn it over to you jen
0: all right thank you david it's okay if i call you david
1: yes you can call okay. me david or honey or oh, okay awesome dude david amazing husband oh, okay david okay all right
0: well um We enjoy your interviews, and you have had some awesome guests and Brian Carpenter. Um, (laughs) But I thought it would be nice for people to learn a little bit more about you. So um, we'll start off, uh, how long have you been running?
1: Well, I started, I was running, let's see, when I did jujitsu, I I would run. Uh, When I wrestled in high school I ran, but it was all just for cardio, to get in shape, to cut weight. And um, didn't really start running, running until I tore my ACL in 2009 and had surgery, and I wanted to rehab my knee, so I just set a goal to run a race, and that was a marathon within a year of my surgery, so I did that.
0: Okay, so you decided to run a marathon for your first race?
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: Okay. (laughs) Explains a lot.
1: I didn't say I was smart. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So, you have got some crazy stuff going on this year. If if it doesn't get canceled, um, can you tell us a little bit about what's going to go on August, September, October time?
1: Yeah, so August, September, October, we'll be doing the Triple Crown of 200s. Um, Yeah, Yeah, hopefully it still happens. Uh, I'm hoping the numbers are good with... The virus and we're not, can, you know, I just hope everything goes well with it. But yeah, so uh, September, uh, I mean, August will be Bigfoot 200. September will be Tahoe 200. And then October will be the Moab 240. So I'm super excited. And it's just one of those things I couldn't get away from. So I'm glad it's working out that I'll hopefully be able to do it.
0: Is there one of those in particular that you're
1: especially excited about? Um, I don't know. See, I did Tahoe, but I'm still excited about it to do it the opposite way. Um, I think, I guess mostly would be, um, I don't know, they're all awesome, but I think if I had to prefer one, maybe it would be the Bigfoot, because uh, I haven't i haven't been in the northwest portion of the U.S., and to be out there and the, run through the blast zone of Mount St. Helens, I think is going to be awesome, so I'm pretty pumped about it.
0: Okay, so you've done marathons, you've done hundreds, now you're doing two hundreds. Where does it stop?
1: <laughs> Are you asking as an interviewer or as a wife? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, I okay. think. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how much, I'm getting older. And uh, the, since I, you know, tore my ACL again, my knee is not 100%. So I'm doing all this kind of hindered a little bit. Um, I, 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 I like the 200s. That was pretty awesome. It was fun. I ha- I have to be honest. When the California untamed 330 came up, my, you know, ears perked up and
0: 330 miles.
1: Yeah. 330 miles. And, you know, I have some friends, it's first year this year. And so I have some friends that'll be doing it. Um, and it just looks, it just looks amazing. You know, and if you, think of it more as uh you know you I mean 330 miles you gotta sleep it's more like a not quite a stage race because it's a full race but you know um and you're gonna run quite a bit but you know you're hiking a bit too and all it's kind of like an adventure
0: how many days does that take or should it take
1: I think uh, I could be wrong. I think you, the time limit on that one is maybe ten days, nine days, ten days. I don't remember offhand. I should know that because I interviewed wow. the race director. But yeah,
0: that's pretty much. Yeah. But you got
1: a long time to do it, you know. Still,
0: so. that's that's hard on you. I know. I know your wife used to send you, and your mother-in-law used to send you some articles on um, how hard our t- ultra running was on your body. That helped <laughs> zero. Um, yeah. As far as your running, what? what motivates you?
1: I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, well, I guess I I do know. I, I like to be, I like to have a goal. I like to be, I like to be disciplined as you know, about, about what I do and uh, it helps to have a goal. And I don't know. I, I just, I really believe that we sell ourselves short and God has put inside of us just really amazing potential. and, and, and I like pushing those limits. I like trying to see h- how far I can go and how much I can do. And I was pretty, and when I did the Tahoe 200, I mean, I was pretty scrubbed at the end. I mean, you-, you Yes, you were. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I still, you know, I just, and I, I like, even with that, I know there's some things I could have done differently, some things I could have done a little more, you know, smarter, hindsight, you know, I mean, I had never done it before, so just kind of, you're going in and you don't know how your body's going to respond and sleeping and all that. So anyway, I I know I could have done better. And so, you know, if I'd have, and I know I could have done more. So now I'm going to do three of them. Yeah. (laughs) And that year I did the Tahoe 200 and then a month later I did the Arkansas Traveler 100. Yes. And so I got it done in a pretty good time too. You know? So I was like, oh, well, I just, now I'll just run 200 miles a month later. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, okay, for the people who aren't necessarily big time ultra runners, when you are training for your big races, say your 100s or 200s, in the mix of your, in the thick of your training, how many miles or how many hours, how much are you running a week?
1: Okay, so I run, I run for, on oh, my training log is five days a week. So, um, that's usually, on on my log, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, Sunday. So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a mixture of some speed work, and then um, Wednesday is a little bit longer uh, run, and then uh, Thursday is just kind of, really kind of slower run, and then Saturday, Sunday, that's the long runs, and those usually peak out at uh, 50 miles for the weekend, 30 miles Saturday and 20 miles Sunday. Um, so the max, max it ends up being is about, I think my training plan for this year is about 80 to 85 miles in a week. And some people do a lot, a lot more than that. So that's, I mean, some people do it on a lot less too, but, um, you know, with my time, you know, working family, um, you can only get up so early and still rest, because rest is important. And you know, I gotta do that.
0: wait you you don't get a lot though. You what time do you you wake up at four thirty in the morning? Yeah, yeah. And you normally at least run a couple miles and then work out.
1: Right. And on the Mondays and Fridays on my non-running days I still I'm doing a run streak uh, thanks to Sean Nakamura this will be my second year uh doing that um but I, I run two miles and then hit the gym on Mondays and Fridays and I usually try to hit the gym also on Wednesdays but yeah so I'll, i get up at 4 30 just about every morning and sometimes earlier if I need to get the miles in before church or whatever so
0: and um, as far as your nutrition and eating you mainly eat keto correct
1: Yes, I do keto, and unless my my wife tempts me with uh, amazing desserts and stuff, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, you know, we try to eat healthy for the most part. I say, as my wife is having a chocolate malt, but anyway, <laughs> try try to eat uh, keto because I can tell it fuels me better for running. You know, being fat adapted, and. um yeah and just try to eat I I mean don't eat a whole lot of processed foods except on cheat days um you know we try to eat pretty healthy so yeah
0: so since you started eating keto have you seen any marked as far as like time improvement or is just just the way you feel
1: just the way I feel I I don't know I was doing keto when I when my you know did my fastest hundreds I just noticed that I, I it's easier to to I don't have to fuel as much and um just more efficient in the running I don't have to eat a lot so my stomach's not too jacked up you know from from having to pump a bunch of calories because my body's just burning fat
0: when you're in your big races though the keto is kind of out the window right
1: yeah during the races uh, like somebody said how do you eat keto during a race and and I think like um like Zach Bitter he talks about you know you dual fuel you you eat carbs during the race so you're burning fat but you're also you know you're burning carbs and and you you know I don't drink coke or sodas or anything like that but during a race i'll drink coke at night especially you know when i'm get tired and so that sugar that i normally don't have and the caffeine is like rocket fuel you know and it gets me to the next aid station and i drink some more coke <laughs> it's totally unhealthy
0: speaking of aid stations <laughs> what are your most must-haves i probably know the answer to this but every race director needs to have this at their 100 mile oh man well
1: you know i it's got to be hard to be a race director because I ask people, you know, when I interview them, ask them, you know, what do you eat? You know, what do you like? And a lot of people are different. And then you have, you know, vegans, you have, you know, just different people who eat different things. It makes it it makes it tough. So my go to, um, I would say every. I, I don't know, lately, it's, I, for the past year or whatever, and it's hot, especially watermelon. I like watermelon at an aid station, but like for the 200s, man, you know, I ate a cheeseburger at every one, and then at night, I had my chicken my broth. chicken broth, and uh, yeah, so I would say, and then some of them have like a potato soup, you know, that's not keto, but you know, it's the good good carbs, and it's warm, so like a, a good broth or, or soup, man, at night, uh, that's... Perfect, You know, and most most aid stations at night, they have that, you know, and, and coffee or whatever at night. But but yeah, I love I love some chicken broth and even some noodles in it and ramen. That's not really food. But <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So um, you don't rely on the aid station for all your nutrition, though. You carry quite a bit with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what kind of stuff do you bring with you?
1: So it, it has changed over the years a little bit. So I bring. um I don't know what I have lately. I I, I fuel with e-fuel. Um, that's what I've been using lately. I did use Tailwind for a while, but I think after Tahoe for having it so much, I, if you remember, I was telling you like, okay, we need to mix it down a little bit because it was just kind of messing with my stomach and, and nothing, that's nothing against Tailwind. It served me good for, for years, but it just, you know, runners know it just happens. Sometimes that works for, something that works for you after for a while will just quit working for you. So I've been using E-Fuel and uh, it's been working really well. Um, and, but I also bring, uh, I've been using a base salts, uh, you know, it's, instead of salt tabs, it's just a little, I don't know, it's a little thing, a little container. You just lick it, you know, every, every mile or so I'll, I'll, I'll get two licks of salt.
0: Like a chapstick, like,
1: yeah, it looks like a little chapstick thing, but, but just poured salt in it. It's like uh um, Himalayan sea salt looking, it's pink salt and you just kind of lick it. And there's something with, there was a study. I remember my, my friend Donald schoolmaster in, a uh, in Louisiana talking about this about there's something about tasting it you know and that's why uh, some some runners they, instead of just swallowing the the salt tablets they'll chew it because it lets your body know that hey the salt's coming so your body prepares for it whereas if you just swallow it it takes a while to digest a while to get in your system anyway so this is just i just i'll just pop it and lick it yeah i've, I've used this for the i guess the past uh i don't know four races three races something like that i started using it i, just, I liked it so okay
0: um, I know you always have quite a few things and you're always very prepared. If you were telling, say, I was going to run my first hundred miler, what would you say are my must haves that I I cannot do without? I got to bring these things. I got to have these things. What what do I have to have or I'm going to die? <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, so it depends. You know, everybody's different. So you you would have to know what you what your fuel is going to be, what you, you know, what you train with, you're going to have to have it. Um, so you're going to need to know how your body is going to respond to certain foods. You're going to have to know, you know, what you're going to take and have, have tested out your nutrition for your long run fear. Number one, your electrolytes and number two, your calories. So some people still do goose. Uh, I, I don't care for goose anymore. They just bomb my stomach. Uh, I did do spring energy when I did the Jed dread, Mill challenge, but that's all natural and that worked pretty well. So uh, I may end up, doing some of those, um, you know, um, for some of the races coming up, but you know, you just got to find what works for you. Cause some, there, there are a lot of people who just do different things. So you gotta, you gotta have your nutrition cause you need calories. And then, um, I guess, um, and you gotta make sure that you have, you're carrying enough fluid. You got to drink, you know, um, You got to make sure that you don't get dehydrated and you can't drink too much water and, you know, but you got to drink enough. You you can't take in too much salt, you know, so you just got to, got to kind of figure it out. And then, um, you got to know what works for you as far as shoes. Um, you know, you got to have put some miles in and, and know what works for your feet because, and, and have broken in the pair of shoes you're going to wear. And so you got to do that. Uh, what else? What else is you must have? You got to know how you're going to carry your nutrition and your liquids around, whether it's going to be a pack or handhelds.
0: What do you use in a, what do you use in a 100 miler?
1: In a 100 miler, I've been using, if there are enough aid stations, I'm using the Ultraspire uh, Momentum Vest. Um, it's got two um, 550 milliliter bottles in the back, some little ultra flask, and they're kind of soft so you can squeeze them. Um, and I I like those. I can measure how much I'm drinking. I usually put um, just straight water in one, and then I'll put um, e fuel in the other. And then it also has pockets in the front for my phone and for any nutrition. And I forgot to say, I sometimes I bring like cliff bars or something to eat um, you know, besides aid stations, um, just to, to munch on or some chews or some, um, gummies. Uh, sometimes I like gummies when they, when my mouth's not dry and they don't get all stuck in my teeth, but then it keeps me occupied for about a mile trying to get it out my teeth. But, um, uh, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I use a momentum vest and it's got a, uh, big enough in the back to be able to put, um, like a, a, a rain jacket and maybe something some, for warmth or some gloves or whatever you need. It's got yeah. So you
0: use that on a two hundred two? too?
1: No, for the 200, now, I don't remember. I think I used the uh, Ultimate Direction. I, I, I don't remember which one I used for uh, Tahoe. But uh, the route I'm going to go this year for the 200s, uh, I'm going to go with um, the Zygos 4.0 uh, by Ultraspire. I think it's the one that uh, Mike McKnight used last year for his three 200s. It looks really good. I have to, um, They I went to order it. Um, but it's back ordered. I should be getting it, I don't know, the next few months, the next month or so to try it out. Um, with everything going on, it's hard to get stuff. But, um, but that's the one I'm going to use. I think it's got uh, plenty of space. I like the way um, the Ultraspire vests fit. They just fit real good. They don't rub. Um, yeah, and so I, I, that's... Like I said, I haven't tested it yet, so I can't really attest to it. But um, if it's anything like the other vests I have by them, it's going to be perfect. Because I need also need to be able to stash my uh, trekking poles and everything else, and there's room for that. And then I, we have our required list, and I think that one uh, it has it has a well over the capacity space that I need to carry everything we need to carry. So
0: speaking of trekking poles, um, these two hundreds, all three of them are very mountainous and have a lot of elevation yeah um how do you train for that we live in oklahoma (laughs) Uh, um how do you how do you get that training in
1: um yeah i am jealous of those guys who get out in their backyard and they can run up a mountain or drive a little bit and you know you you guys who live in boulder and uh and just anywhere around denver and all the mountains there uh yeah i'm i'm jealous uh, are you Utah guys like Mike McKnight? Um, I, for for us, it's hard. Now, in Louisiana, when we were training to do the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim to Rim, we would go run parking towers. Um, so, you know, we'd run up and down parking towers. There was a group of us that met on Thursdays, and sadly, I, I, I think I they're, they're not meeting anymore, so I'm gonna have to get on them for that and find out what's up with that. But anyway, um but we'd, we'd meet, and we'd run up and down. There were the Three or four parking towers in downtown uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and we'd re- meet and we'd we'd run up and down those things to get it. You know, we'd run up, up and down, then we'd uh, power hike up, and then we'd go up the stairs. And so, what I do now here, I mean, uh, I try to do some races um, in Colorado in the mountains. Um, this year, I'm going to try to, during the summer, if if we can, in all the craziness, um, I, I want to go do some camping and, like, hike a few 14ers, just get some, some, you know, good hiking, because during the 200, you're doing a lot of just power hiking, so I want to do some of that, and then, um, but uh, also just Turkey Mountain here in Tulsa, um, there's a lot of uppy-downy there, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do repeats, and uh, so that, I have a tire to pull i have a weighted vest uh to put on the treadmill at an incline so you know we just i get creative
0: okay. um one of the things that i i forgot to ask you about your 200 um you've done one of them so far right mm-hmm. yep was there anything that surprised you about the 200 that you weren't ready for
1: um I think, uh, the big thing was the sleep because I didn't sleep the first night mm-hmm. and then into the second night it, it hit me quick. Like I was good. And then three miles out of an aid station, I was not good. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and so, um, uh, when, like when I, when I talked to Ben Light, and I've heard him say this on other interviews and, and um, he said that um, what he does is try to sleep an hour and a half a night and it sounds like crazy a lot but I think if I'd have done that I'd have been more efficient when I was running and I think I slept a total of what about three and a half hours is what we figured you know uh, that includes a few little naps on the side of the trail um, and when I could but um, I think I, because I spent a lot of time Bobbing and weaving on the trails, you know, just zigzagging and and just half asleep, and and that's so slow and and not efficient. I'd have been better off taking a nap and then you know get up and and get at it, you know. So,
0: and you did it, it all without a pacer, too. Do you think if you had had a pacer with you, it might have made a difference in that, or
1: I yeah, probably, um, probably. Sp- Speed-wise, I probably would have, fin- you know, having somebody there to keep my brain occupied and 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 keep me up and kind of make decisions for me while I'm on the trail. I mean, you were awesome at the aid stations, helping, making sure I had what I needed, and and asking the questions that I didn't even know, uh, you know, I, I, normally that I'm really good about, but I could, have, you know, I'm half asleep and I, yeah, um, it would it would have helped. Um, I have mixed, you know, I don't know. It's just hard. You know, I hate putting people out to come and pace. And I know a lot of people are like, whatever, you know, and they'll come out. But there's also a little bit of pride of doing it myself, you know, and not not in a negative way. It's just like, you know, I want want to do this, you know. Um,
0: You're one of the few out there that did not have a pacer, though. Did that ever get kind of scary? Like,
1: Well, um, that second night when I I was really falling asleep, it got kind of, I never got really scared except for that that point where I was so sleepy, I was kind of delirious. And like, I was like, why am I up here on the mountain and what's going on? And like, you know, (laughs) I'm in trouble, you know, but I had had caffeine with me, you know, I had some caffeine tablets actually, and I don't like taking that, but I did and it helped and it got me to the next aid station uh, where I could sleep you know, um, and not freeze to death on, you know, but, um, I don't know, like, I I guess, because when I have had a pacer, you know, I had a pacer for my first hundred miler, Edie paced me at, uh, Rouge Orleans and, and it really helped because I was able to just latch on to her mentally and she just do what she told me to do. Um, and it, it helped those last 30 miles. And so I, you know, probably if I if I really want to push and win, I probably should be trying to get Pacers. But there's a. <laughs> so so
0: what, is that part of the plan for this Triple Crown?
1: I have a few friends that um, that have offered, and uh, it's just kind of hard right now with things are so crazy to make plans with the you know everything going on in the world. But I, I do have a uh, some friends that have offered Jeremy Howard, and then um, there's just been a few others that have said they'd come. So we'll see. I, the other part is, you know, you know how I'm very meticulous in planning. And I have...
0: Anal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have spreadsheets and, you know, that's what my... my uh, this year, my parents plan on uh, coming to crew me for Tahoe. And Jen will be there for the other two. And Jen told them, don't worry. He'll have a binder with all the information you need. And, and that I feel like, you know, if they're coming to crew me, like if you're crewing me, You need to have the information you need, you know, and, and that way I can, if you're where you need to be and you have all you need, you can help me a lot more, you know?
0: No, it's great. It's just, it's kind of amusing because you have everything. I mean, this is from the man who keeps spreadsheets of his workouts during the week. So um, I'm not sure why anything surprises me.
1: Well, so the, I guess the other, you know, for somebody else coming, it, it adds another, um, more logistics and and, it, and, and, it, and like for my brain i'm worried about you know are they going to be able to get where they need to be and and are they going to get picked up or is you know jen gonna they're gonna make jen mad or is jen gonna make them <laughs> mad <or something, laughs> you know if they have to hang out and stuff um so anyway but those are there's just it's just a lot of like it it weighs there's there's just more to it you know
0: well and and it was huge i know that you in the binder, you had given me some instructions on how to get to a couple places. And we're at, I know that I am so reliant on my map quest or my ways yeah. that when I lost that, I was borderline just lost. Yeah. So if I hadn't had your instructions in that book, <laughs> so runners, <Yeah. laughs> help your crew out. Um, and because that was huge, especially there was one, one time we were without internet for 14 hours if, if anybody can imagine that so um without that I I don't I don't know what yeah I, I wouldn't have been where you needed me to be when yeah. you needed me to be there
1: right. so um okay yeah yeah so we'll see with the pacing I hope I hope I can get you know um and maybe not for all three of them because it's a big it's a big ask of people you know to be out there and you know um you know some people that say well you got to pay for your pacer to be out there and all that stuff and you know we can't afford that you know and so it's people that just that can come out you know and that can want to come and experience it and that might want to run it and uh so anyway we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that but you've uh,
0: got some supportive good friends that that would happily be there for you so you're you're lucky in that way
1: yeah i do i do i have a lot of good friends so i'm blessed
0: um Okay, so you've done Western states, you've done mm-hmm. Boston. You're going to do the Triple Crown, if it doesn't get canceled. <laughs> <I> postponed. postponed. <laughs> what? What is your dream race? What would say if I, there were any race that I could go run? It would be.
1: Man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I think up until like now, the Triple Crown has kind of been like my that I couldn't get it out of my head, you know, that like, I really want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. And so I, I don't know after that, like, I mean, there's some others I would like to do. I'd like to, you know, it'd be cool to go to UTMB. Uh, I did interviews with, with, uh, the, the boys from the UK, the Jenko brothers, the Jenkins brothers. And, uh, and uh, there's some cool races out there in Ireland and, um, you know, just all throughout when the UK. When you have a place to
0: stay. They- yeah, yeah, that's right. That's
1: right. That's right. He said I can stay. So uh, anyway, I, I, I wouldn't mind. It would be really cool to go see. I like going to see new places and then run them like I did for the Grand Canyon. And, you know, so I think it'd be really cool to go to go to Ireland, run it, you know, go to Wales and run it, you know. Um, um, yeah, I think it'd be cool. So, yeah. Okay.
0: As aside from your running, you've got some other stuff going on too, I and mean, you have a full time job. Um, but you've also started doing some motivational speaking and some, you know, some public speaking for for groups. Yeah, um, can tell me a little bit about that motivational speaker.
1: <laughs> I think of that every time. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean, you know, I forget that um, us running. Races like this that because because the people I talk to, the people we hang around with, you know, it's kind of like we just we do these things, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't realize that that we do this or that people are even capable of it. And so I think I, I want people to realize that 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 they can do way more than they think they can. And so, you know, my background as a, as a pastor, I've spoken in front of a lot of people and um, I like to speak in front of people to inspire them, you know, and to try to challenge them. And so, I've had opportunities to, you know, to try to challenge people and, uh, and, and motivate them to do more. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I, any opportunity that I have to do that, you know, uh, I, I'll take it and try to, you know, especially, uh. know i've gotten to talk to track teams and stuff like that because that's real applicable you know when they're out running um you know a 5k and they're like you run what you know so you know (laughs) i'm not running at 5k intensity for 100 miles don't worry you know so but it but it's it, it just broadens you know it opens up it changes it's it changes people's paradigm you know of what's oh really you know people are doing that well, maybe I could do that. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, I have a friend. Uh, I would on...
0: even like to drive that far. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many times you hear that, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yes, all the time. So, uh, yeah, but I have, you know, uh, I have a friend on on Facebook, uh, Tommy Bell from New Iberia, Louisiana, who always every time I post something about a race of one hundred miles or whatever, he he always posts in all caps. Why? <laughs> question mark. So uh, some people aren't challenged. Some people just think we're challenged <laughs> mentally so <it's> yes. like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, if I wanted to learn more about your speaking, do you have a website that I could go to?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you go to uh, www.runtheriot.run or www.terio.run uh, or theriot.run, um, anyway, uh, yeah. There's a, a section there on public speaking, and you shoot me an email, and uh, you know I'll be glad to uh, talk about, see if it's a fit for your group. But yeah, I love doing it; would enjoy it. So,
0: okay. Um, and I, I know you do this when you interview someone, so tell me about what 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 do you what are your shoes okay. what, are your, what is all your
1: okay what's yes. the all the equipment that yes. i use yes. okay okay yes. so here's my chance to, to share so everybody that listens to the podcast knows i'm an ultra guy i'm on the uh, i'm on the ultra red team um but before i was even affiliated with them in any way i was a believer um uh, man years ago our, our my first pair of ultras were, were the lone peaks that I, I wore um and then um I started getting the Torrens, and when I ran that first ma- marathon, I ran it in the Vibram five-finger shoes, um, yeah, and so there's no padding on that, and but I, I wanted something that helped me to continue to run natural, you know, with how I landed my feet, um, but uh, I needed a little cushioning, especially as I get older, and so... Um, so ultra fit the bill perfect. My toes had a lot of room, and there was cushion. And so I've been with I've been running in those for a long time. Uh, my favorite trail shoe right now, it was the Lone Peaks, but now I'm really liking uh, the the Temps. Um, and there's a new one that just came out that's even lighter. So the Temps are kind of really good, but I think for the two hundreds, like I did for Tahoe, I'll be wearing the Olympus just. With the extra cushioning, okay. that's the max cushion one. Uh, but the Temps have more cushion than the Lone Peaks, even. So it's kind of the middle of uh, between those two. So, um, so yeah, I'll probably be I'll probably be wearing the Olympus again, the newer Olympus uh, for the two hundreds because my feet were well, they were happy, they were good. I did have a little bit of blistering on, on one foot. We taped it up and it was good. Yeah, it was on near my near my ankle, and um, I think that was just because of the way the cause it was when I was rubbing, when I was doing the, the power hiking and I hadn't done a whole lot of that in training. So, um, yeah, so that's the shoes. So for, um, my watch for GPS, I, I have a Sunto nine. Um, man, I had before this, I had the Ambit three peak. Uh, I'm on the Sunto factory team, but I, like once again, I, I was using their products before. Um, I did have some of the competitors' products, and they were not reliable. I would have to use my phone as a backup. I hear they're they're better now, but man, since I got the Ambit Three Peak and now this the Sunto Nine, man, I, it's it's rock solid. You know, I just I let the watch tell me how you know where I'm going, how far I've gone, and all that stuff. It's 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 right on. Um, and they've done. In fact, I just did a firmware update to the watch. Um, uh yesterday and it's added more features and so it's really good rock solid so that's for gps uh for socks socks Socks. i've been wearing the in socks uh for for quite a while i like to keep my toes i like to keep them separated (laughs) 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 yeah it helps with blistering for when they rub together uh, not affiliated with them in any way now but i have i just ordered uh exoskins and i really like those and so i haven't run um, super far distances in them yet but um, i'm trying those out too they have the uh, they have the exoskin toe socks i forgot what they call them exactly but they keep your toes separated and so um, i'll be trying those out to see see if those work better they're pretty pretty comfortable I've worn them on some short runs so um, so i like to i just like That works well for my toes, and I I don't have to, for races, I don't have to change my socks often unless they get real wet, you know, if I keep them like that, lube them up before with with something, and then uh, keep my toes separate, yeah. So, um, for a pack, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I'm I'm an Ultraspire, I'm on their uh, Ultraspire Immortal team, Uh, I like their products. Um, they're just good. They, they work well. Uh, I, I wear the momentum most of the time. I'll be wearing the Zygos, and I have their Legacy vest um, for because uh, it it carries a bladder if I need. But I'm getting away from the bladder. I'm starting to use bottles more for Tahoe, for the 200s. I'll probably carry a bladder because of the long distance between the aid stations. So Zygos will, will do that, and I can have bottles too. What yep. about headlamp? Headlamp also this is this is a game changer and and if you haven't if people haven't tried of course this is ultra also ultra spire which i'm on their team but um the waste light is phenomenal i have the lumens um 600 uh 600 r three yeah and it it when you put the light at your waist, you can see the rocks so much better. When it shine when you shine it straight down from your head, um, your depth perception is not good. You can't tell where the where the rocks are, there's no shadow. But when you have a light at your waist and this thing's 600 lumens on your waist and you can swap the battery out, it's rechargeable. You get an extra battery and you just swap out the battery. It's easy to swap. And, you know, I use it, it has, I don't even use it on the high beam. I put it on the medium and it lasts even longer. And for, um, I think for Western States, I didn't even have to swap it. I wore it the whole time at night. I didn't have to change the battery. I had it, I keep one in my pack in case. And I usually keep a little handheld LED light just as a backup. Um, I always have backup of everything because I like to be prepared. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I, that's what I use for, uh, for illumination.
0: Okay. And as far as your your outfit uh, <laughs> you don 't really have a
1: specific no no so I've been, Altra had, um, i 've been ultra had I still wear their shorts and I worn them a lot and but they discontinued them uh, but I liked them they were really soft i didn 't have any chafing, which is very important not to have chafing <laughs> um, I did buy uh, recently, I have some rabbit shorts that I really like. Um, they're a little shorter than what I used to wear. I'm not used to wearing the shorty <laughs> shorts that much. So, but uh, but they're com- super comfortable. That's what I've been wearing. But I did also get the Exoskins uh, shorts, the tights, the ones you yeah noticed that look like underwear. That, that look like underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, those are really comfortable. And uh, so I don't know. I might I might end up running in my underwear. We'll see. yeah so i think is that head to toe and hat wise uh i like i like boco hats yeah them and and they that i have an ultra spire boco hat that's really good and uh so yeah anyway i I, those are comfy keep my sun out my eyeballs keep my wick the sweat off my head
0: western states you did or tahoe you used a headband thing
1: too right what did I do I don't remember I may just
0: be making that up I don't know
1: I think you are making that up I don't think I had a headband on. I was
0: trying to think seems like there's something we're missing here that um that's
1: I don't know it's important
0: um
1: (laughs) (laughs) you did get me one of those diaper looking hats for western states to put ice in but I ended up not using it that hot that yeah it wasn't quite as hot praise the lord Yes. um yeah but it was still hot it was still hot and it wasn't you know like i can imagine those canyons were still hot but it wasn't the hottest year so hmm. so
0: western states is that the coolest experience so far as far as you're running
1: it was cool it was cool i guess i guess because of the i don't know because of what it is you know like when i tried to explain to it explain it to non-runners um, you know, people that don't know when they, like, you got into Western States, what does that mean? I'm like, it's like kind of like the Super Bowl of running, you know? And, you know, I got to see, I got to hang out with so many people that, you know, I just knew about, you know, it's kind of like geeking out, fanboy, you know, hanging with uh, some of the ultra elites and stuff and just kind of like, all right, you know? <laughs> so, so it was cool, you know? And just to be able to run that same course. And, you know, um, right now the, the movie Unbreakable, we watched it again the other night. I, I own the DVD. So people were saying, like, have you seen it yet? It's streaming free on uh, YouTube. And I was like, well, I've seen it a few times. and you know, <laughs> But I hadn't watched it since I went to Western States. And it was kind of funny because... You know, like I recognize a lot of the places and we laughed because I was like, I remember being there, <laughs> but it was dark when I was there, you know, yeah. it's like I was, it was completely dark. It looks different in a day. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's
0: what the winner saw.
1: Yeah. That's what, you know, when, and, and to, I mean, that, that is a tough course. It is tough. I mean, those canyons are no joke. You, okay. So we talked about this a little bit before, but you're in a lot of, uh, races where you're and me, the aid stations are, um, you know, you come, you come down and, 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 and like, you know, I come into the aid station, be bopping in and smiling and, you know, and they warned us, they warned you at the, um, the, the crew meeting that, okay, when your runner gets to this aid station, they're going to be, they're going to be in a tough way because they're going to have climbed or whatever. And,
0: I don't think I really realized that because normally you are a pretty pleasant person and I saw just the opposite from some of those people. If I'd have been crewing (laughs) some of those people, they would have not had anybody at their next station. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it it was... That was probably hard for me to watch because you really are a strong runner and I'm used to seeing you, you know, you you are pretty... (laughs) positive and and you you were yeah you were riding the struggle bus uh, um several times so that that was that worried me
1: yeah yeah because
0: because I don't see that side of you even running a 200 I I never saw that but western states it's like
1: yeah wow I yeah Yeah, and and it's like I don't know you know it's just a I, I I remember like you know, forcing myself to smile and try to, but then like I tell, I remember telling you like man, that was that was tough, like that was yeah, we had to climb a lot. Was, you know, I remember like, coming out of Devil's Thumb. I wanted to call it Devil's Anus or something. It was like totally, it was that was tough, man. It was like you know, yeah. So, um, so it was. It's a tough race, and to think that you know these these elites, like when we just watched it, you know, they were finishing in under sixteen hours, and then you know you had. I mean we were there, Walmsley finished in fourteen thirty. And, and
0: he got second. And he got
1: no Wamsley got Wamsley won it. The other guy, the uh yeah, Wamsey Wamsley won that one, fourteen thirty, yeah. Oh did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh so anyway, and he that was a course record. He broke you That's know It's crazy. So and to think, you know, I finished in twenty two something, you know. And which is I'm proud of that, you know. I got I got my my sub twenty four buckle, you know. I got the silver buckle, and and I, I have no you know, it was awesome. And maybe, you know, if I go back, I could, I could knock some time off now that I'll kind of, okay, this is what it's all about. But man, I got to run, like I ran with Dave Mackey for a good while, you know, like, and so the part we were seeing in the first 10 miles that they were showing in the movie with the snow and stuff, like I was running with Dave, you know, and he's such a good guy. I, I've got to get him on the podcast. I'm going to have to uh, look him up. Um, but anyway, it, it was just, it was just, yeah, it was an amazing, it was beautiful. I got to, that was the first time I run in the snow. I know some people are going to find that hard to believe, but I had never run in the snow before. And so, yeah.
0: For me, just seeing you and seeing the people there, that that was kind of epitomizes what's so beautiful about the ultra running community. Because, you know, when you guys were all together, you wouldn't know who was, you know, number one and and who was going to finish last. Yeah. But, and, and it was, it's, 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 a uh, you're competing against each other, but it's really, truly a community and yeah. you guys are there for, it's just, it's just so cool to watch.
1: Well, yeah. You know, that you get to just hang out. I mean, like even in the starting, uh, right before we started, we're sitting around hanging out, talking, and then we end up hanging out with you know Joshua Stevens who's been on the podcast who, who was He's awesome who was uh crewing for um yeah so we're standing around there and I mean just hanging out with with Joshua Stevens like and and, uh, and Matt Daniels and Matt Daniels went out it was his first hundred and went out and, and crushed fourth place and just smacked. you know anyway but like we were just talking you know and he wasn't you know Joshua told us look out for this guy and you know anyway there's there's a there's a camaraderie and competition. Like, and so, uh, even when I, like I ran pumpkin holler hundred and, and, uh, me and Dave box were going at it, you know, for first and second place. And afterwards where we just got to sit there and talk about it, you know, he, you know, he, he ended up beating me and it, but it was cool. You know, it was like, man, good job. And he's like, Oh, I thought you, you know, and it was just like a, to be able to push each other, to get the best out of each other. That's cool. You know? And, and it's a, it, it, it's a competition, but it's a, a healthy, friendly competition, and and yeah, I, I really love. Of course, you got some, you know, you got some knuckleheads, but for the most part, man, the ultra running community is awesome. You know, they're just, just a lot of good people. Everybody just wants to run their, everybody's running their race. Everybody's made sacrifices to be where they are, where they are to train. And whether you finish first or last, you still cover a hundred miles and you've sacrificed to be there and to do it and you've covered it. And so, man, you know, you get kudos, you know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. Well, Mr. Terrio, Dave, thank you for meeting with me today. (laughs) And I found this conversation very informative.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate this, Jennifer.
0: You can come over to my house anytime.
1: <laughs> All right. Can I spend the night? <laughs> <laughs> I got a husband. <laughs> His name's Dave. <laughs> well, thanks for, uh, you know, taking the the reins here no, and, and doing the interview. Thank you.
0: I, I love, I, I admire you a lot. I, I, you're disciplined beyond anybody I've ever seen. And I, I, I think to be, a, be a father, to be a, husband to be a full-time you know work a full-time job and still get this in you just never cease to amaze me and I think it's kind of cool um you know maybe get to brag about you to other people
1: <laughs> well I couldn't do we're getting mushy but <laughs> I couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for you and your support because I couldn't I need I need your sup. you know your support not only physically but just that i know you got my back and i know you're you're my fan
0: well i told you when we were watching that movie the other day you noticed most of them were not married because
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah these are the 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 elites so but but anyway it is a team effort and i really hope you feel that i know i do a lot of the stuff but yeah i mean we're a team team terrio when we're out on the trail (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Anyway, so I'm excited to see what this year holds and what Tim, Team Terrio can do. So, And then Mom and Dad will get to join in on Team Terrio, too, for the Tahoe, Tahoe 200. Yep. Team Terrio, Tahoe 200. Woohoo. Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get off now. All right. Thank
0: you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Neen.
1: Bye. Well, there you have it. I think Jen did a good job. So uh, if you would, if you haven't followed us on social media, please do so on Facebook. Just do a search for Run the Riot Podcast and also on Instagram and on the post for this show. Uh, leave a message for Jen let her know how she did uh, so thanks for listening guys I think it, I think she did a good job thanks for listening um, we got some, some really good interviews in the queue that will be coming in the upcoming weeks and so uh, I, mean, I just appreciate you guys listening I hope everything's going well hope things aren't too crazy for you I know we're all looking forward to getting back to normal but hang in there keep running uh, keep smiling and uh, we'll talk to you soon bye